believe uh, Braden Ballard has a special for us this morning. If, if you will, begin to turn to Genesis 50 this morning. You know, I like to make people happy. And I was walking into church this morning, and uh, 
Couldn't help but notice a few people as they looked at me with the mic on, they just put on a big grin. And I knew exactly what they were thinking. We're going to lunch early today. (laughs) Yep, that's what it was. But it is good to see all of you here this morning. And we're going to talk about something this morning that without it, we wouldn't be here. Without grace, without the grace of God, we would not be here worshiping like we are. But God saw it fit to see grace on on us sinners and send His Son to die in our place. Grace is very powerful. It It is very powerful, and that's what we're going to talk about this morning. And we're going to look at Genesis 50. Because we see an example of grace here, starting in verse 15. If you would, stand with me as we read God's Word. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will preadventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall you say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin. For they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when, he, when they spake unto him, And his brethren also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I am in the place of God. For I am in the place of God. He asked a question. But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass as it is this day to save many people alive. Now therefore fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. Let us pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your grace that covers all our sins. Dear Lord, just thank you for this group of people here this morning as they've come to study your word. Dear Lord, help me as I present it to them in a way that they can take something from it and apply it to their lives, dear Lord. Dear Lord, if there be one here this morning that's never experienced Your grace, doesn't know You as Lord and Savior, may today be that day. Forgive us all our sins. In Your name I pray. Amen. In this passage, we see that grace is much deeper than problems. Joseph... And we could go through and we could read the uh, story of Joseph, but it would take about half of Genesis. So I'm going to try to summarize it this morning. Joseph was a young boy, his dad's favorite. His dad really loved him. He gave him a coat of many colors. And, and Joseph was a dreamer. He, uh, he had a few dreams and he told them to his brothers and his brothers just hated him because of his dreams. So they took Joseph and they sold him into slavery. Joseph went to a man named Potiphar's house to serve there as a slave. He worked his way up through the ranks and became top servant in the house of 
Potiphar. Then he was falsely accused by Potiphar's wife, and he ended up in Pharaoh's prison. There he spent a few years, and through some of the God-given abilities that he had, he had the opportunity to serve Pharaoh. And from that, he became second in command of all of Egypt. Then kind of where we pick up in the story is Joseph's brothers needed some help. They came to him. They asked him for food, and he he gave it to them. But they thought that it was all about their father. They thought that he loved, uh, he served them food. He, He nourished them because it was all about Joseph's father. So when Joseph's father died, the brothers came to him and said, Please forgive us. Please forgive us of what we've done. And through all that Joseph had been through, Joseph looked on him and pretty much says he's already forgave him. There's one word that describes that, and that is grace. Giving someone something they do not deserve. Romans 5, 8, as we turn there. tells us of a problem we have. And it says, But God commendeth His love toward us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Verse 9, Much more then, being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through Him. You see, just as Joseph went through all those problems, just as Joseph uh, had to work his way up in every situation, being falsely accused, he still saw grace on his brothers. I want you to think a moment. Take all the sin that you've committed this week. Multiply it times five for five dollars. Every sin worth five dollars. Now take your sin for this week. Multiply it times a lifetime. What you've done and what you will do. If you do that, you come up with a pretty big number. And see, if you added your sin for all a lifetime, plus the sin of the person next to you, and plus everybody in this room, it'd be a pretty big price. And I didn't deserve the gift God gave me. But He gave me Christ to pay for that price. To take care of that price. Though while we were yet sinners, He died for us. That's the price He covered. And what a great price it was. Our eternal fate was death, separation from God. In a place we like to call hell. But we don't like to speak much of it. And this morning, I want to tell you that Jesus Christ took your place as He died on that cross, and He gave you something that you could not afford. He gave you grace. Romans 3.23 and verse 24 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We were separated from Him. We could not reach Him. There's no way that we could go before Him. But then verse 24 says, Being justified freely... By His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. See, God took care of our sin through His Son, Jesus Christ. 
The next thing I want to talk about this morning is grace leads to forgiveness. You say, well, we just talked about that, Trey. I want to give you an illustration. If I went to jail, I don't plan on it, but if I do, if I did, uh, my mother would come bail me out, maybe, if I'm lucky. And even though she covered the justification for getting me out of jail, she probably still wouldn't forgive me for what I did. You see, there's a difference between justification and forgiveness. Yes, yeah, she loves me enough to get me out. She loves, Christ definitely loved us enough to get us out of hell. But I want to tell you something. He loved you enough to forgive you for all the sin you did. You see, there's a difference. And Joseph forgave his brothers. Not because he, uh, his dad wanted him to. You know, they come up with this story there in Genesis 50 of how dad said that you need to forgive us. And they went before Joseph and that's what they told him. But that's not what Joseph said. He said, no, God had a plan. This is God's doing. Because he knew God had a plan, Joseph said, even though you meant it for evil, God meant it for good. See, Joseph knew even though he was treated like dirt, trampled on by his brothers, God had a plan and he was going to work through it. And that's why every place Joseph went, he rose in the ranks. Because, see, he wasn't working for the person that he was hired by. He was working for God. And he saw a bigger plan. He said, God's got a purpose in this and I'm going to work through it. As if God's got a purpose for it. But God showed grace to us, just much like Joseph did, to forgive us of our sin. Redemption's twofold. It's not only the justification of sins, but it's the forgiveness of sins. Ephesians 1.7 says, In whom we have redemption... Through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. You know, not only did He forgive us of our sins, but He, he forgave us enough and so much that you take that worth that you got while ago, worth of all your sins, and, and you know, if, if I gave you a loan for that, believe me, I would be remembering it. But God takes all your sin and casts it to a place where He doesn't even remember it anymore. That's what Hebrews tells us in Hebrews ten seventeen. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. God took my sin, He took my penalty, and the penalty of the whole world, and He said, I'm going to put it through my Son. He's going to die for it, and I'm not going to see it anymore. So not only were we justified, not only was the penalty taken care of, but the uh, price and the payment, the loan, so to speak, was for God. Next, grace gives us an opportunity. If you look at verse 20 in our text, Genesis 50, it says, But as for you... You thought it evil against me, but God meant unto good 
to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people. Joseph had an opportunity to save the life of many people. You know, we study in our history books about the ancient Egyptians and, and all that they accomplished and their great technology for their day. But none of that would have been so without Joseph. What we remember of Egypt wouldn't even have happened if it wasn't been for a man that God used named Joseph. He saved Egypt from a terrible drought. But not only did he save Egypt, he saved his family. We know Joseph's family as the nation of Israel. You know, I, be, I honestly believe if even if Joseph wouldn't have been in place and we could all go to what ifs, but God would have provided for the nation of Israel. But J, Joseph, since he was devoted to God, he knew that God had a plan. God allowed him to be in a major role in the history of the nation of Israel. He literally saved the whole nation from drought, from starvation. Ephesians 2, we see another opportunity. An opportunity for us. In Ephesians 2, 8, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Skip down to verses 12 through 13. That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, have no hope, and without God in the world. You see, without grace there would be no hope. Every day we look around and we say, what am I living for? Because without grace, there's no purpose. But God gave us grace in verse 13 of that same passage. It says, but now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of God, blood of Christ. Once we were alienated from God, we could not go before Him. And just as Romans 3.23 says, we would fall short every time. If I tried to throw a piece of paper to the back of this room, it would fall short. That's how we were to God. We would never make it. We would never achieve it. But by Jesus Christ's blood, we have redemption. We have the opportunity to go before the throne of the Father in Christ. Because God showed His grace toward us, now we can now know Him. What an opportunity that is. We have the opportunity to know the man or the, uh, the creator of this universe. I can have eternal life and live with Him in a place called him, heaven simply by believing that Christ came, He shed His blood, and showed grace for me. You know, I play... Moon, the game Moon with a lot of older people, uh, men in this church. I really enjoy it. And I was thinking about, you know, whatever the suit, whatever happens, there's a high trump. And grace is that high trump. No matter what you throw out, the high trump catches it. In our lives, no matter what in the world we throw out, whatever sin we commit, none of it is too great for God's grace. It's covered by all. 
His grace covers my sin no matter what I throw out. But not only do we have an opportunity to know God, we have the opportunity to be godly when we show grace. If you look at verse 19 of our text, Joseph asks a question. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I, for am I in the place of God? He asks this question, he says, am, am I God? And the answer we all know is no. But as we go through this life, we are to represent God. We're to be, we're called to godliness. 1 Timothy 4, 7 says, But profane, refuse profane and old wives' fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. When Christ was on the earth, everywhere He went, He saw compassion. Everywhere He went, He, he, he saw a need and, and He saw compassion and, and He fixed that need. He took care of it. And we as Christians, we can do the same thing when we show grace. When somebody does us wrong, we can show grace. And that's godly living. Whenever we've been offended, whenever somebody has a physical need, we can show compassion. He wanted to love on people and so ought we. His purpose, Christ's purpose, could be summed up in one statement. To show grace to this earth. Not only did He show compassion, but He showed His love on the cross for you and me. Do you love people? If you love people, not just your family, not just your friends, you'll love them enough to tell them about God's grace. Either that, or they'll go to eternity in hell. Are you able to forgive people? Maybe somebody's here this morning and they're holding on to something they've been holding on to way too long. You know, I was watching the show the other day on TV, the Hatfields and McCoys. They can't forgive one another. They've been holding on it way too long. They destroyed family after family after family member. All they need to do is show grace. Show the forgiveness that Christ has given to us. If we know Christ's grace, the grace of God, it should be shown throughout our hearts. Because God forgave us, we should be willing to forgive others. You have the opportunity each day to show grace. Look around, look around you each day. Do you see needs? Maybe you can't fix it, but you can show them a God who can. Look around you each day. Do you, do you see people that are suffering with problems? There's one man that can fix their problems. Jesus Christ. Are we giving people Jesus? Are we showing them grace? As our song minister comes this morning, what's your life look like? Have you been shown grace before? Jesus Christ, He came to live and He came to die for you so that you could see grace.
You see, there was this wall between you and Christ and you, you couldn't jump over it. You couldn't get past it because you were dead in your sins. But He came to give you life. He came to give you life more abundantly. And He died on the cross. He took care of that payment so that you could know Him. 